Judges 13. Every story, as you look at the story of the judges, begin when the judge is an old man or an older person, an adult. This is the only story of any individual that starts before he was even born. I believe there's like 97 verses that cover the life of Samson, and 24 of them cover his birth, uh, cover him being in the womb with his mother. Um, And so it's interesting that over a good portion, one-fourth of the portion of Scripture that speaks of Samson's life is speaking before he was even born. Uh, God chose Samson before he was born. We talked about that a little bit trying to get mixed up with Sunday's Sunday school lesson and last week what we talked about, you know, because uh, we were talking about Samson, but uh, God chose Samson before he was even born. And, uh, you know, God, uh, we're not born on accident. You know, a lot of times in today's uh, world, uh, children are told they're accidents or mistakes and, and that God doesn't make mistakes and God doesn't have any accidents uh, and God specifically chose Samson to be born when he was. God chose me to be born when I was. And, and just like you, and uh, you know, children need to understand how important it is that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. God didn't make any mistakes. And, and uh, sometimes children are picked on and bullied and, and made fun of because of certain uh, disabilities, if you will. Um, but God, God made everybody the way that we are. And uh, man, it's so important that we understand that and understand that God placed us here. What is the purpose of you being here? What is the purpose of you being here right now in this world? God has a purpose for your life. God has a purpose for you being here. Uh, You're not here on accident. You're not here on accident. God has something for your life. Um, And so God specifically chose Samson for his time. Now, let's begin reading in verse number two. We'll read through verse number seven and kind of take a couple thoughts. We probably will not get off of point number one. Uh, The Bible says in verse number two, and he came up and told his father. I went to Judges 14. I might want to get in the right chapter here. All right, I was in the wrong chapter. Y'all was in the right chapter. I seen a couple of y'all looking, where is he at? This is not, this is not right. (laughs) I was jumping ahead to chapter 14, going down to Timnath. Okay, here we go. Uh, Verse number two. And there was a certain, does that sound better? And there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was uh, Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now, therefore, I pray thee, and drink not wine, nor strong drink, and eat not not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God who came unto, uh, came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. Very terrible. But I asked him not whence he was, neither told me, 
told he me his name. But he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine nor strong drink, neither eat anything unclean. Uh, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Now, if you study, or from what I understand is the Nazarite vow, sometimes people would take it and, and be take the Nazarite vow for a short period, and then they would go back to living the normal life. But uh, not a lot of people took the Nazarite vow for their whole life. She was told not to do specific things that uh, that was part of the Nazarite vow. Uh, part of the Nazarite vow was for her not to uh, drink wine or strong drink, which is the strong alcohol, uh, and, and not to eat anything unclean. And so God gave her specific re- ways uh, when it comes to uh, that child being in her belly. Uh, you know, much like today, if a woman is pregnant, they're told not to drink alcohol and that kind of things because it can affect the child in the womb. But God wanted to protect God's child, the Nazarite, who would be the Nazarite, uh, take the Nazarite vow. But the things that I find to be interesting in this text are just a couple different things is that the question is who? Who God chose? Why did God choose uh, Samson's mama? In the scriptures, this the Bible tells us that Samson's mama was the wife of Manoah. Uh, doesn't tell her name. He doesn't tell her name in verse 2. He doesn't tell her name in verse 3. Uh, she's the woman, and she's the wife of Manoah. Now, isn't it interesting enough that Samson's mama doesn't have a name? That she was not... She was... She served a very important per, part in this, this goal of, of having Samson, but her name is not mentioned. We don't even know who she was as far as her name is. You say, why do you think that's so important? Because really, a lot of times when we serve the Lord, we want our names mentioned. Well, my name's better be in the bulletin somewhere, doing something. I've, I, I need to be congratulated. You better make sure that you make a big deal about me from the front of the pulpit, you know. I mean, but some people, when they serve God, that's what they want. But oh, Manoah's wife, she was just okay by being Manoah's wife in the scriptures. No name. She served a huge deal. With just no name. Who, what, who was she? She was Manoah's wife. Wow. Not many of us would be willing to be the unknown sometimes, right? The unknown. Who took care of that? You know, I mean, Bible talks, you know, when we give, the Bible says not to let our left hand know what our right hand's doing. But ultimately, that's, that is to say, uh, hey, guys, did you see what I put in the plate? That, that's, that's the kind of, uh, but some people aren't like that. They want people to know how much they give or how much they do. Did you see what I did for you? Did, did you see what I did? You better make sure and recognize. Um, and some people are like that. They have to have their name. But why do you think, in your opinion, why do you think that, 
Or how do you think that she was able to, to uh, keep on going and not, not have her name mentioned? I mean, she, was, she must have been of a humble spirit. She must have been uh, just a lady who was just willing to do what God wanted her to do and not have to have the recognition. What do you think? What, I mean, what's your thoughts? The whole thing, the angel appeared to her first. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, he does. You got to tell me that, but anyhow, things like me. But it is amazing because all through the all through the Bible, uh, most of your mothers that carried a child that that did something in the Bible, uh, they had names. They were named. Right. And that that is, and I found that strange too. I mean, all through it, it just says the woman that right. Noah married or the mother. Wife of Manoah. Yeah. And she was willing to be the no name lady. I mean you Moses' mama's Jochebed and and uh, Samuel's mama was Hannah and you go through the scriptures and you see these men of God that were born and God gave them um, you know, uh, a mama. Even Jesus' mama, Mary, you know, and all that kind of thing. But here is Samson. Now, Samson messed up really bad with his life, but but he was chosen by God to help begin to deliver. If you see that in the Scripture, I think it's verse 2, I believe it says, it says to begin to deliver Israel from the Philistines. Because Samson didn't finish. He didn't finish delivering the children of Israel from the Philistines because he failed, because he, he messed up. But God's intention was for him to begin to do it because God knew what Samson would do. And all the other judges, they finished, they delivered the children of Israel. They became out of underneath those people's thumbs. But the Philistines continued to be the the nagging enemy of Israelites for a long time, even into King David's rule. There were the Philistines. A no-name mom. But what do you think, well, how do you think, how can we apply that to today? What do you, I mean, what's our, what is, what can we gather from that today? Is it always important to make sure that our name's mentioned? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. We do the Lord for the Lord and the Lord will bless us without anybody knowing about it. Right. And you know what I want? Sometimes, really, if I'm going to be carnal for a minute, sometimes I want people to notice things. I do. But really, it's not about that. No, it's not. It's not about making sure that you realize it and notice it. It's about making sure that he realizes it and notices it. Um, I think that in the New Testament, I know I'm not going to get the Scripture right, but it says something to the effect... um, if you get your reward here, yeah. you won't get your reward there. Yeah. I, I can't remember all the exact scripture, how it says it, but, um, but what God sees in the secret, he'll reward openly, is what the Bible says. And so sometimes we may not see that reward, if you will, here, but we'll receive a reward. I believe there'll be many people in heaven because someone gave them a track. Right. And you don't know. Who picked it up, who read it, or who did that, but 
God knows, and God sees it, and God sees us being faithful when no one else does. God saw Manoah's wife and chose her, and she was willing to just be the lady who was going to be Samson's mama and never have her name mentioned in the Scriptures. Here we are thousands of years later, and we have no idea what her name was. But because of her faith in the angel of the Lord, there's not a time in that Scripture where she doubts that angel. There's not a time in that scripture where she says, well, prove it to me. That's not what she does. She immediately takes what that angel of the Lord told her and runs to her husband and says, look, look, I'm barren. I can't have a child. But an angel of the Lord came to me and told me I'm going to have a child. I can't have children. Her faith immediately in, in that angel told, tells me that she had faith before she met the angel. She had faith before she ever came to the place when the angel came to her. And that's why God chose her, because of her faith, that she would believe that she was going to have that child. And she was barren and couldn't have children. And in that age, in that time period, it was like looked down upon for a woman because she couldn't have a child. But her faith, her faith in God, that she was able to have a belief that angel of the Lord, to have that child. Is our faith that strong sometimes? <laughs> Not all the time. I struggle. You know, at the very word of that angel, you said it? Okay. Well, I'm going to have that child. That's strong belief and faith in the Lord. Amen. Any, any questions or any thoughts? Yep. Well, just as important, uh, as important uh, part as, uh, you know, Samson. She did. And, and, and she did. Chapter, even though she wasn't mentioned. That's right. And right. Brother Alfred, if she wouldn't have been obedient to God, That's right. there would not have been a Samson. That's right. If she wouldn't have, I mean, God would have provided another way for another woman to have another child, but it would have not been the same, but her faith in God provided Samson to be the judge of the children of Israel and for us to reflect on his life and see the faith of a woman who's no name to mention, but she has strong enough faith that God put her in the Scriptures. And like I said before, that no other judge talks about their parents and their birth and all that kind of stuff, but I believe my personal opinion, I believe one of the reasons God put it in the Scripture is so that we could see Manoah's wife's faith so that we could see that God chose Manoah's wife to have a child named Samson to be a judge because of Manoah's wife's faith. I mean, but also, and we'll get to that next week, but Manoah's, Manoah had faith as well. His faith, because immediately he says, well, tell me, let me see that angel. But I won't get into that right now, but anyway. Any other, any thoughts or, you know? Right, with Samuel. And she was blessed with a child. And she promised the child to, to God. And she gave him to God. Can you imagine? That's your only one child you've had. You had others. Mm -hmm. had, but you give it that child to God because you made that promise. Yeah. Uh, Jephthah, 
Jephthah, that, yeah. The one daughter. Yeah. I mean, there was faith, so much faith then. Do we have that kind? I tell you what, that's strong faith, brother. That is strong it is. Faith. It is. Yeah. Right. And, you know, with that, she had the faith to not only believe that she was going to have that child, but she had the faith enough to live by those standards that, that God gave her. God said, you know, there's, there's certain things you can't eat. There's certain things you shouldn't drink. There's certain things you can't do. All right, this is going to be your child. And when the child was born, he was the Nazarite vow. And so from his birth, she made sure he didn't touch any dead animals. And she made sure she had, he had the right kind of food. And she made sure that he didn't drink the type of things he, when he was a child. She made sure of that because of her faith in Christ and her faith in God. She made sure that Samson lived a certain and clean life to fulfill that Nazarite vow because before he could make a decision, before he got old enough to make his own way, she made sure that he was going to live a certain type of life at home because she made that decision just like we, I make my decisions for my children. At some point, they're going to try to make their own decision. Right now, they just kind of follow daddy's lead, but at one point, they're going to make their own decision. Right. It wasn't like he got it from that. He didn't do all that kind of right. thing. But because he ate, I mean, I guess he ate, to say he ate right, he didn't do the bad things of life until he got up to the point where he said, hey, mom, dad, I, you know, hey. Right. And, and, but it doesn't say what age he was. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> do his own thing. Yeah. yeah. Own At thing. whatever point it was that he started to do his own thing. And, and he, honestly, he started living a wicked lifestyle and doing things he should have never done and being things he shouldn't have never be and, and eating things he shouldn't have never eat. And all that was the start of the downfall of Samson. Um, but it wasn't like he wasn't trained right. That's right. He was given a beautiful path to to be, um, be successful, to have a different outcome. Um, and here Samson dies at the end of his life with his eyes plucked out, um, basically begging God for one last, one last hoorah to kill him, to kill all the Philistines that were there, and he did. And God did that for him, but, but Samson didn't have to have that demise. Samson didn't have to have that end. But he ended that because of his decision to live a wicked lifestyle, even though his mama had faith. And his, dad. and his daddy did. Yeah. From, I mean, the scripture completely indicates that Manoah had faith because he, he didn't question, he didn't even question um, Manoah's wife. He didn't even question his wife. Well, uh, let me see this angel. No, he wanted to see him because he wanted to hear it. He wanted to hear those words come from that angel's mouth. Amen. That's right. That's right. It ended up being the Lord. That's right. And then it even talks about later on that Manoah was scared that he was going to die. 
Because he saw God. Amen. Amen. What was you going to say? Then? Uh, that just goes to show you, you know, it just doesn't matter what people think about you or how important you are in, for instance, a church or anything. It's, you know, or what matters is what God thinks about you. It's true. What he wants to use you for. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what people think about you or, or you know, anything. Right. If you can be a nobody, keep your mouth shut and God could use you to to work the church yeah. mm-hmm. and be silent. That's right. Be the silent man that, that gets things going. Right. And, and then, they, well, this guy, well, who, who, who's that guy? You know, God's right. using right. you for, you know, to, to do his work. And right. That's what's important. That's right. Not what, you know, hey, uh, man, you know, he's a so-and-so, so-and-so, man, he's important. Right. Well, who is this, you know? But God uses this man. Well, in my opinion, in my opinion, I believe some of the people that will be first in line in heaven with the rewards will be those that have no, people have no idea who they are. That's it. That's it's it. It's the people that were willing to just serve God and not worry about a recognition in their name. Many times the famous preachers and the big name guys on the, Platforms they get to preach all over the country. That that that's the reward. Um, and those, yeah. Hey, these priests that go walking around in the marketplace with extra prayer cards on their tonics and and in the robes and everything—they're looking for praise. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. I, and I think that's where he also told them to do this and please nobody but God. Right, you know, right. Because if we're concerned about pleasing the Lord, we're not worried about getting the pat on the back. Right. And we're not worried about our name being on the marquee or the signature line or making sure that everyone knows who we are. We're just worried about doing what God wants us to do and being that, being that low-key low person, if you will, like Manoah's wife. Any other thoughts or questions? Yes, sir. Do your job well for the Lord, you know. Just uh, do the best you can, you know. And, uh, you know, that uh, you know, when you go do His work, you, you do the best. Right. You, you don't just halfway study or halfway think about it. No, you go all out for it, you know. Right. And that's, uh, you know, right. That's it. You get wrapped up in <laughs> Right, uh, right. Right. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you get wrapped up in different avenues looking mm. at the wife. Yes, ma'am. I think we as women could look at her as an example of how we, uh, I don't know exactly how to say what I'm trying to say, as how we live, how we, our place in the home, mm-hmm. uh, our place with the children, right. how we teach them. Things that they need to know and everything. Right. It, I know that's a different view, but that's I also see that when I see right. read about read that. Right. Well, because a lot of times, especially years ago, it's not as much now, but the man was the leader of the home. He was the worker of the home, and the lady was the keeper of the home, and she was to take care of the home and make sure the children are taken care of, and and so in. And a lot of times the man would get the focus and the lady would just be behind 
doing whatever it was. And so, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When the wife is the keeper of the home, she may not get the recognition and all that applause that the man would get because he's in front of people and he's working or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's absolutely true too. Because the women that stayed home and made sure that the kids were taken care of and made sure that the, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I don't dress my children. I don't do their hair. I have no idea how, how to braid no hair. I don't have any idea. I can't even hardly do a ponytail. The girls will tell you that. Um, I, I thought about taking a vacuum cleaner and sucking the hair up and putting a ponytail on it then, and it would be all good, you know. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't do a lot of that at the home stuff. Miss Stacy does most of the cooking and, and uh, all that kind of stuff, you know. But, but that job's still important. And, and uh, that behind the scenes, you know, behind the scenes person that doesn't always get the, the recognition that most people think they ought to get. And, and that's why a lot of women aren't willing to be in that position. Um, and that's why they don't like that scripture where the Bible says that the, the wife is to submit to her husband. You know, I mean, and I, I, don't get me wrong. The Bible says that husbands and wives should submit to each other too. But, uh, but in God's, in the way that the Bible teaches us is the man supposed to be the ruler of the home. Do you hear that, ladies? No. <laughs> Brother Jerry, you're going to be in trouble tonight, man. <laughs> Just like the old saying goes, behind every good man is a good woman. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I firmly believe that. Absolutely. That's right. I agree. I agree. I 100% agree. Behind every good man is a good woman, good lady, a good mama, you know. Things have changed. They have. They have. They have. Well, a lot of things have changed because the society and what it cost to live and all that has caused the woman to have to enter the workforce, you know, and so it's very rare does the woman not have to and, and be able to stay home. I know. You're not having mamas raise children anymore. You're having the daycares and the whatever else. The... That's right. That's right. We had, I mean, like I said Sunday, that um, all the kids were brought by somebody, but most of them were grandparents that brought them to grandpas and, and, and a grandma, bringing, bringing their kids, not their kids, but their grandkids to church, you know. But they want to make sure that they're in church. And what else can you do? You know, you want to make sure that you raise them the best way that you can, you know, when you have an opportunity to. Yeah, that's well, right. It's a good thing we have good women throughout because men, men do a certain amount, but it takes a woman to make a Oh, that's right. It's a woman's touch, they right. They really don't get the appreciation. No, they do not. No, they do not. My wife's back there. Amen in you, Brother Jerry. 
He's trying to b- butter up because of the statement he made just a minute ago. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. It's true. I mean, there are times I expect things to be done that, that uh, I mean, and that's wrong of me sometimes. My wife's back there smiling, laughing at me, but I, I, it's true. It's true. And then when I'm home with the kids and I'm like, come get these children. I don't know how you do this. What you got your yeah. <laughs> Why is it lunch ready? But, but it's all in God's plan, you know, God's plan, God's purpose. And, and it was God's plan for Manoah's wife not to be mentioned. Um, but to allow us to see her faith and even not being the important figure in the scriptures, but still serving an important part in the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Any other thoughts or questions? We'll close. She is. She is. She is. Absolutely. She really minded being behind everybody else because nope. Samson was her yeah. greatest. That's right. Right. She was a she result was. of Samson. You know, it wasn't this She didn't mind being in the yeah. background. Yeah. She, she didn't she need was in that background. Right. She was she proud of her kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, she, she was okay with not being in the limelight. Right. Yeah. Too many people fight for that limelight. Yes. Honestly, I feel like it shows the humility of her. You know, today with this abortion and all this, I don't see why people don't love their children. That's the extension of their life. Right. And they want to kill that extension and die in a nursing home. Well, the Bible talks about in the last days, people will be... Uh, a, a natural affection. Yes. And a lot of that is seen in today when, when parents won't love their own children. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, then the unnatural affection is, is women with women and men with men. And homosexuality, that is, that's part of that unnatural. That's part of that unnatural affection with, that, with mamas not loving their children and, and homosexuality. Oh, I didn't look at all the elect- election. This was a homosexual. Really? Three of them elected as heads of the state. Oh, wow. Governors. Wow. Interesting. It scared me for the fact that they know it evidently because they said it on TV. Yeah. And it scares me for the fact that they elect this person to run their state. And mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. is an okay thing. In, right. In, in well, I mean, again, we, go, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, if you take away that moral standard, and that moral standard being the Bible, the Bible says right, right, wrong, wrong. Um, if you take away the moral standard, then what, what happens? And we have fallen into that because God's no longer um, the forefront of our lives and so it's not the moral standard. My moral standard is the Bible. What makes stealing wrong, the Bible says it's wrong. What makes 
what makes murder wrong, the Bible says it's wrong. And so I have a moral standard. But further and further we get away from the Bible, the further and further we get away from the moral standard and things become acceptable and things become, and, and they don't have God as being their standard and so things begin to change. And so it's only, it's only logical that those things become more acceptable because the moral standard is not the Bible anymore. That's right. Exactly right. But, amen. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for allowing us to be in your house. I pray that you've used me.